Good. 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 Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Walhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi bi ihsanin إلى يوم الدين أما بعد after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the messenger alayhi salatu wassalam and upon his family and his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance into the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan Allahumma inna na'udha bika min ilmin la yanfa' wa min qalbin la yafsha' wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua'in la yusma' Verily, Ya Allah, we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment and from a dua that goes unanswered and from a dua that goes unanswered to proceed, Ikhwan. Nawasilu ma'akum fi hadihi al-laylatil mubarakatil karima awnan min ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So we continue in this blessed and noble night of ours, seeking the aid and the assistance of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate. Musafideena muta'allimina min ilmi al-hadith, min ilmi al-hadith. فالبنات يمكنكن أن تدخلن بعد أن ينتهى هذان من صلاتهما. Your sisters can come when the brothers finish their prayer there. May Allah bless you all. طائف فنواصل معكم في هذه الليلة المباركة الكريمة عونا من الرحمن الرحيم. So we continue in this blessing overnight of ours, seeking the aid. And the assistance of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate. As we continue to learn our religion from the science of Al Hadith. So, what book are we studying tonight, inshallah? Al Bayquni. Jamila. Ah, fine. Abdul Fatah, what did I say? Abdul Latif. Abdul Fatah. Shukran. I'm trying to memorize all of your names. So we're studying the book Al Bayquniya. Who can give us the meaning? 
of the authentic hadith, al hadith al sahih. And the man, the opposite of Da'if. The opposite of Da'if. So what is it? It has uh, five points. The hadith that has There are five conditions that are met for the hadith to be authentic. The chain has to be connected. The chain has to be connected. No illa. No weakness that affects the hadith. No shad. All the narrators have to have accuracy and precision. One more description of the narrators. They need to be like Adala. They have to be upright, noble, Jamilan. One of our beloved daughters, our beloved sisters. What's the meaning of the hadith that is da'if? And the men. Who can answer the hadith that is weak? Opposite of sahih. Naam. Fama huwa. So what is it? The hadith, مثلاً, the chain is broken. Jamil, and you can say that. Every hadith that is broken, the chain is broken, is a weak hadith. The easiest, the best definition of a weak hadith that we mention is what? Ditu sahih. Ditu sahih. So, you're all saying that. That's true. The opposite of sahih. The best definition for the weak hadith. Hamza, what is it? Our sister, huh? Hey, that's the best definition. And the easiest. How to memorize a weak hadith? Just memorize this. Any hadith that does not meet. The requirements of an authentic hadith is weak. Any hadith that does not meet the conditions of an authentic hadith, there are conditions that have to be there for the hadith to be authentic. If one of them, la yujad, just one, yakfi wahid, one is enough. If one is not there, hadha al-hadith then this hadith is weak. If one condition is missing, that's all it takes, is one. It's just not a hadith, right? It's still a hadith, but it's a weak hadith. I'll give you a hadith, ya ikhwan. هذا الحديث يوجد في كل حمامات في أمريكا وفي غير أمريكا خاصة في بلاد المسلمين في بلاد المسلمين. I'll give you a hadith that all of you have heard. It's in every masjid, uh, bathroom, in America and outside of America, especially in the Muslim lands. You're going to see this hadith. They say, the Messenger of Allah said, Cleanliness is from Iman. That's not authentic. I give you a, a more famous hadith than that. They say, they say, the Prophet said, Seek knowledge even if it's in China. This hadith is weak. I fabricated. Fabricated. Now, fabricated is no That's a benefit. We didn't get there yet. That's a benefit. Our beloved Sheikh said, I thought that was fabricated. Yes, it is. 
fabricate it is a type of weak hadith. Hey, that's another weak hadith. There are many weak hadith, ya ikhwan. Mu'adhamuha min ash-shi'a. Mu'adhamuhum min ash-shi'a. Khasatan fi tafsir. Khasatan fi tafsir. Most of the weak narrations come from who? The Shia. Especially in tafsir. Most of their, their narrations in tafsir are fabricated, are weak. La aslaha. They have no foundation, nor, no chain, no narration. Ta'ayah. Ma ta'arifu al-hadith. Mada al-musnad. What's the meaning of the hadith that is called musnad? Hadith that is raised to the Prophet and it's connected. Two conditions. There's another hadith we learned. Musnad. What does it mean, Musnad? The hadith is marfu'. It's attributed to the Prophet. And the chain is connected. That's it. In this sawal, I have a question, Ya Ikhwan. Kullu hadithin sahihin musnadun. Walayan aqis. Every authentic hadith is musnad, but not the opposite. If you understand musnad, what's musnad? Memorize two descriptions. That's all. Just two. Write this down, Yahwa. The hadith that is musnad. Two things to memorize only. Just two. Rufi ayla nabi is attributed to the Messenger of Allah. Wa yatasilu sanad, and the chain is complete. Alright? Man in the Husawat, who has a question or comment or so? Qabla namshi, before we continue. Ta'ayah. Kulukum fahimun. All of you understand? Ida u'tikum imtihana fi baykuniya. Kulukum najahtum. If I give you a test right now in baykuniya, all of you get it right? Y'all are waiting for the test for tomorrow. What about if I just say tonight's the test? Ta'ayah. Don't seek knowledge for tests, ya ikhwan. Seek knowledge for what? For Allah. Test don't mean anything. Test don't mean anything, ya ikhwan. Just means you prepare. Just means you prepare. Ta'ayah. Let's continue, ya ikhwan. Qala al-imam rahimahullah ta'ala. So the imam, may Allah have mercy upon him, he continues. Aina tawqafna. Where did we stop, ya ikhwan? Mu'an'an. Ah, fama ta'rif al-mu'an'an. What's the meaning of the hadith that is called Mu'an'an? The hadith is attributed to a narrator. And what did he say? An. And he says, An. On the authority of. He doesn't say, I heard. He doesn't say, He said to me. He doesn't say, He narrated to me. He says, On the authority of such and such. He also uses An. He can also say, An. What type of hadith is that called? Mu'annan. Two words. Mu'annan. 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 They just mean how they use the word of transmission. He said, on the authority of such and such, that such and such said. That's mu'annan. Because he said that. If he says, on the authority of. Shaykh, such and such and such and such, on the authority of the hadith is called Mu'an'an, because he used the word An. He used the word An. Sometimes in our city, in New Jersey, and then we have some expressions. 
الذي يحج نسميه حجي. The one that makes Hajj, we say, I don't know if this is popular with the Somalians or not. In Yemen, this is popular. I think it's in Somalia also. The person that makes Hajj, you no longer call him his name. Now he's Hajji, the one who made Hajj. The sister that wears hijab, you call her what? Hijabi. These are expressions that we use, street colloquial words. It's better not to use that. It's allowed, but it's better not to. Then it's not going to stop. The one who, the one who prays, you're going to call him, you're going to, everybody that does an action, you're going to give him a name because of that action. It's never going to stop me, Khan. But these are just expressions that we use. The man is dark skinned, you say, hey, black, my man. The lady that's short, you say, hey, shorty. The one that's tall, those nicknames never stop me, Khan. It's better not to do that. Allah ta'ala, alam. The one who makes hajj, you call him hajj. It's better not to do that, yeah, Khan. We also did Muhammad. We also did the hadith Mubaham. What is Mubaham? Father Hamza. Memorize this, Al Hadith al Mubaham. The hadith that is called Mubaham. You may translate this to say vague or obscure, but it doesn't mean that. That's why we always say, Ikhwan. Write this down, Yaqwan. You students of Arabic, you'll thank me later, inshallah ta'ala. Write this down, Yaqwan. Write this down. There is a difference between the meaning of something and the translation. There is a difference between the meaning and the translation. And that happens a lot, that happens a lot. So you may say the hadith that is vague or even obscure, but it doesn't mean that. It means someone in the chain is not mentioned by name. Someone in the chain is mentioned, but not by name. You don't know who he is. So how can I say if he's authentic or if he's weak, if I don't know who he is? So this hadith is daif, this hadith is weak. Until what? One of our sisters, we learned a point last week. This hadith is not accepted until what? Another hadith comes in. Another hadith comes and explains who this person is. I say, I went to the Somali mall. وَقَالَ لِي شَخْصٌ مِنْ صُمَالِ أَنَّ نَبِيَ عَلَيْهِ صُلَاةُ وَسَلَامِ قَالَ هذا حديث ضعيف I say, we went to the Somali mall طيب and a brother from Somalia told me look how I, call, I described him not by name a man from Somalia told me that the messenger of Allah said this hadith is weak what makes it weak? you don't know who this man is he is Youth Kar Ibhaman, he was mentioned not by name. So you can't accept this narration. Then another narration comes telling you who this person is. Now it's no longer Mubham because you know who the person is. Right? Imagine if we applied the science of hadith in our lives. Oh, just imagine. 
نأخذ هذا العلم وندعوه في بيوتنا الله الله just imagine we take this blessed science of hadith and apply it in our houses someone comes to you hey a brother such and such said that some his homeboy told him that little Mike told him that his dad told him that the girl told him this whole hadith is weak what makes it weak nobody is mentioned by name so sometimes, huh? I sent another benefit of Mubham. If the companion is not mentioned by name, If the companion is not mentioned, this does not harm. Why don't the companions have to be mentioned by name? Allah already gave them tazkiyah. Allah already praised them. So you don't have to get no one else's praise. Because they are praised by the Lord of all the worlds. فَإِذَا عِنْدَنَا حَدِيثٌ مَثَلًا قَالَ أَبُو هُرَيْرَ أَنَّ رَجُلًا قَالَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ أَوْصِنِي قَالَ النَّبِيِّ عَلَيْهِ صَلَّى وسلم لَا تَقْضَبْ الْحَدِيثِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ أَبِي هُرَيْرَ عِنْدَ الْإِمَامِ مَالِكِ Abu Hurairah he mentions a man, he didn't say his name, a man came to the Messenger of Allah and said, Oh Messenger of Allah, give me some advice. One of the best advices Someone check that if we can say that in English. Advices. Is it a plural? Can I put an S on that? Allah Allah. Advices. Ta'i. Can you put advice? I'm not the best in English here, Juan. So if I'm, I'll say that often. Can I say that? Can you? Ta'i. Can you say advice in the plural? Allah Allah. Some sisters say yes. Some brothers say. You can say with an S. Is that correct in English? Ta'i. I just want to be sure. Yeah, Juan. If it's correct, I'm right. If it's not correct, I'm wrong. Some of the best advice or advices. We'll take our sister and Sheikh Hassan's position here. Inshallah ta'ala, you're ever going to hear. One of the best advice or advices you're ever going to hear. The man comes to the Messenger of Allah and said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, give me some advice. The Prophet said, La Don't become angry. The man said, Give me some more advice. The Messenger of Allah said, La taghlub. Don't become angry. That's most of us here, khuan. At any rate, the man wasn't mentioned. Abu Huraira said, A man came and asked the Messenger of Allah. Him not mentioning that man doesn't harm. Because that man was a companion. So you don't need to know who he was. It doesn't harm the hadith. Anyone after the companions has to be mentioned. Anyone after the Sahaba has to be mentioned. Tawiyah. Father Sheikh Hassan. What's the sin of a companion? What's the mean of a companion? I mean, truth practice. From the best definition that I've ever heard is the definition of Ibn Hajar. He says, the meaning of a companion is anyone who met the Messenger of Allah, believed in him, and died as a Muslim. Three components, three descriptions. They met, not saw, they met physically the Prophet of Allah, Amanabih, believed in him, and died as a Muslim. Whoever fulfills these three descriptions is a companion. That's the best definition. Some other scholars say, they say, everyone that saw the Prophet. 
But that definition can be criticized. Why can you criticize it? Because some companions, there were a few that were a'ma, they were blind. So according to that definition, they wouldn't fit. They would be tabi'un. But that's not correct. طيب, let's continue, اخوان. أنا أقوله أنتم تقولونه بعدي. I'll say it. You say it. I'll say it. You say it. قال الإمام النووي طيب. قال الإمام البيح طيب. قال الإمام البيقوني رحمه الله تعالى. قال الإمام البيقوني رحمه الله تعالى. مبقى عن سعيد عن كرم. ومبهم ما فيه راو لم يسم وكل ما قلت رجاله على وضده ذاك الذي قد نزل طيب من يصل إلى هذا البيت who arrived at this this piece of poetry here so far who memorized that one already Fadda Mu'an'an Qala al-Nazim rahimahu wa ta'ala Mu'an'anun ka'an sa'idin an karam wa mubahamun ma fihi rawin lam yusam wa kullu ma qallat rijaluhu ala wa didduhu dhaka alladhi qad nazala MashaAllah Jameelan ya Shaykh Barakallahu fikum Ta'i wa man Anyone else Fadda Iqra Mu'an'anun sa'ad ما شاء الله ما شاء الله تفضل معنعن كعن سعيد عن كرم ومبهم ما فيه راو لم يسم وكل ما وكل ما قلت رجاله على وضده ذاك الذي قد قد نزل أحسنت أحسنت وبارك الله فيكم جميعا طيب تفضل شيخ قلت وكل ما قلت رجاله على وضده ما قد نزل وضده ذاك الذي أحسنت أحسنت ما يرحفته يمرز وعن عنك عن سعيد عن كرم ومبهم ما فيه ومبهم ما فيه راوي لم يسم وكل ما قلت رجاله رجاله على وضده الذي قد نزل أحسنت تفضل وعن عنك عن سعيد عن كرم وبهم من فيه راوي لم يسم وكل ما قل زاد رجاله على وكل ما قلت وكل ما قد جاله على وضده ما فيه ذاك الذي قد نزل أحسنتم أحسنتم جميعا عند نسائنا one of our beloved daughters, our beloved sisters, who wants to recite? Tafadda. 
You guys, salam alaikum. One more time, sister. Arsanti, Arsanti, wa barakallahu fiki. Woman ba'daha. Anyone else tonight? Just one memorizer? Ain't a sundus. Sundus here tonight? No. Ah, labaks. Toy. Call Imam al Bayquni, Rahimahullah ta'ala, wa kulluma kallat rijaluhu ala, wa dudduhu dhaka ladi kadanazala. So the Imam al Bayquni, he mentions Rahimahullah. May Allah have mercy upon him. And wa kulluma kallat rijaluhu ala. And every time the narrators in the chain, qallat, they are few. Qalla means to be few. Qalla yaqillu, to be few. Every time in the chain, the men or the women are qallat, meaning they are not a lot. They are few. This chain, ala, is higher. The chain that has less men is higher than the chain that has more men. The chain that has less men is ala higher than the chain that has less men. And the opposite of it, meaning the chain that the men are more is nazala, is less, is lower. So now we have two chains. So we have two chains, Yaqwan. Two chains of narration. One chain has three narrators. For example, in the book of Bukhari, the book of Muslim, there are usually three, sometimes four narrators between Bukhari and the Messenger Ali. Sometimes three, sometimes four. The chain that has three men in it, three men, are more than the chain, is higher than the chain that has five men. And hadith is different than math, is different than science. Hadith is different. The least people you have between you and the Messenger of Allah, the stronger the chain, the higher the chain. The more people you have between you, the farther away you are from the Messenger of Allah, the lower the chain is. فَأَسَانِيدُ الْبَقَارِ وَمُسْلِمْ أَعْلَى مِنْ أَسَانِيدِ التِّرْمَذِيِّ وَبْنِ مَاجَةِ وَالْبِحَقِيِّ وَأَبِي دَعُودِ وَالنَّسَائِ مَثَلًا The chain of Bukhari and Muslim is higher than the chain of Ibn Majah, Abu Dawood, Al-Tirmidhi, Al-Nasai. Why? One of the reasons, there are less people. Bukhari was closer than Al-Nasai, Abu Dawood. So they have more men in their chain. So the ala, write this down, Yahwan. Al-Hadithul ala or Al-Hadithul ali, the hadith that is ali, elevated, the ali hadith. You're going to write, huwa al-hadith qalla adadu rijalihi. Huwa al-hadith qalla adadu rijalihi. It is the hadith. It is the hadith that the men of the hadith are less in number. 
We'll say that again. The hadith that's called Ali, Ali, A A L I, Ali, Ali, Ain, Alif, Lam Ya, Ali. The hadith that is called Ali is the hadith that the men of the chain are less in number. That's the hadith Ali. Well, hadith Nazil, the opposite. Tonight we have two hadith Ali and Nazil. Ali and Nazil. First hadith, write this down, Yahwan. A A L I Ali Ali. Second hadith Nazil Nazil N A A Z I L Nazil Nazil. Who can repeat the two words? Ali Nazil. Was Ali and Hadith? Was Ali hey, the chain that the men in the chain are less in number? This perhaps is one of the easiest Hadith we're going to study. Perhaps this type here is the easiest Hadith we're going to study. Easier than Sahih, easier than Hassan, easier than Da'if. It's easy. All I'm counting is the people in the chain. My father narrates to me that his father George narrated to him that my whatever my great grandfather narrated to him on the authority of his sheikh on the six seven men. That's nazil. When the men are a lot, that hadith is called nazil. It's a lower hadith. You have three narrators. I say hadathana sheikh Ma'amar and. Al-Imam Muqbir Rahimahullah Annahu Qaal I say our Shaykh Abu Al-Fida narrated to us That his Shaykh Shaykh Muqbil said Just two people That's Ali Ali uh, Masi Was Ali That's it Ain't a Sundus What's the Hadith Ali Sundus What's the hadith? That's Ali. When the men of the chain, they are less. When the men in the chain, they are less. So what's Nazil? The opposite. When the men in the chain are more. If you memorize Ali and you understand it, you got Nazil by default. You already got it. Just like if you learn Sahih, you also understand Daif. You already have it. If this hadith fits these conditions, it's sahih. If one of them is missing, it's daif. Easy. Daif. The man who prays, Muslim. He doesn't pray from the strongest opinion, not a Muslim. No matter what you call yourself. According to the strongest opinion of the people of knowledge. Daif. Qala bismillah man la yafham Who doesn't understand? Kulukum fahimun Abila brother with a nice red thaw What's your name again ya akhi? Siddiq Ta'i Aina daftaruk Where's your notebook? 
Enter Tuktuk, you write in. Who doesn't have anything to write with? Huh? One of the brothers say, Why do you always encourage the students in their lessons to write? That's from seeking knowledge. You have a house, a class in your house. You should have something to write with. That's from seeking knowledge. No matter how strong your memory is, somebody's going to say, I can memorize, ya Even if you can. This is from seeking knowledge. Even if you record, the man says, Hey, hiya. Even if you're recording the lesson, you still should write. That's from the manners. That's from the manners of learning your religion. All of us forget from time to time. How many times you're in the masjid, mashallah? You leave the masjid, you walk to the car, and you forget what day it is. You forget. What did we just go over? So this is the benefit of writing stuff down, writing the information down. Man qala hadha. Who used to say this? Preserve the knowledge by writing it down. Ali ibn Abi Talib. Well, who was Sahabi? And he's a companion. Look at that tremendous statement, Preserve the knowledge. One of the ways to preserve it, Masi, is by writing. And then don't do like most of us. We just write and then we go home. As soon as we get home, hey! And that notebook stays on that shelf. And if we never grab it again, don't be those students, ikhwan. You want to take time and go over the notes that you write. That's from also seeking knowledge. You have to take time to review, no matter how strong you are. You have to take time for your Quran, for your fiqh, for your Arabic, for your tafsir. Every science, the stronger you get, the harder it is to review. In Quran, in Hadith, in Arabic, in every science. It's easy to go over two Hadith. That's all you got. That's it. Now that two becomes 10, it gets harder. And then that 10 becomes 20, it gets harder. Then that 20 becomes 200. And then by Allah's mercy, that 200 becomes 500. So you have to chop it down, and chop it down, and chop it down, for example. Sometimes your wife is in there cooking, mashallah, you say, hey, this hadith is narrated by who? All actions are based upon intentions. She says, I got that one. You say, who's the narrator? She says, Omar. You say, where is it collected? She says, Bukhari Muslim. Shukran, male ablis. It's one of the best ways to make muraja'a. There was a man who used to do this. Can yukarrir al-nas kathiran. Hatta jariyatu fi bayti hafidat madha kan yaqulu rahimahallah. There was a great imam. Strong in memorization. He was going over something, he would say it so much over and over and over and over. I don't want to say the slave girl. There was a woman who used to help him with his affairs of the house. You may say a cleaning person, cleaning lady. Some people say slave lady. I don't like those translations in that regard because it doesn't appear that she was that woman. She used to help him with the affairs of the house. At any rate, she memorized it because how much he said it. She never went over it. He used to say it over and over and over. So she says, She says, why do you keep saying that over and over and over? I learned it from you. He says, recite it. She says, Bismillahirrahman, and recited it from beginning to end. Then he stopped saying it. He used to say it over and over and over. He stopped saying it for some days. And he came back to her and said, 
Recite what you memorized. She said, oh, dhahaba anni. She said, oh, it left me, I forgot it. I don't got it no more. And this shows the importance of making maraja'ah. You always have to go over. You learn one hadith, take time. Go over that hadith, go over it and over it and over it. Imam Abu Hanif used to go over the issues a hundred times, two hundred times, three hundred times, for example. And this is one of the ways to make the knowledge stick or, or make it firm. Allah And Allah Ta'ala knows this. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. أما الحديث العالي فعرفه رحمه الله تعالى بقوله He says as for the hadith al-ali the imam mentioned it when he said كل ما قلت رجاله على every chain that the men are small or few in number this chain is ala is high is elevated أي كل حديث قل عدد الرجال فهو الحديث العالي meaning every hadith that the number of the men in the chain or women it can be men and women we gave a benefit about female narrators some weeks ago who remembers there's not the women are going to laugh here إخوان we hope we hope they laugh not laugh what's the word إخوان يتكبرون مثلا they're going to feel happy they're going to have, they're going to pump them chests up. For example, when we say this, they love when you say this. There has never been an Islamic history. Never. Never. According to the scholars of hadith. A female narrator of hadith, that was weak. All the weak narrators are all men. All of them. So when they say, hey, as one sister said, you always talk about the women in your class. I said, me? She said, yes, you're hard on the women. I said, okay, I may not agree. But maybe I am. May Allah make me better. I said, I'll give you one to make you rejoice. She says, okay. I said, there's never been a female narrator in hadith that was weak. Ever. Not one. When you look at the books of hadith about the weak narrators, not one is a woman. This shows that the women, they have more precision in the time of the salaf than the men did. <coughs> there's never been a weak narrator from the women. Follow. I feel like a woman study most things are better at it than No, some people say women are better than men in everything except athletics. <laughs> some people say it. There is, there's, no, <laughs> there's no proof in that. My own family, sometimes her reflexes, you'll be amazed. Something knocks over and she just, she just grabs it. Fast, swift. And so we have a little contest in the house. And I'm losing, but Sometimes something falls, I try to catch it. Hey, hey, I got four. I did it four times. And she's just faster. Something falls. One time you're sweeping, something falls out there. She just grabs, she's much. I only seen her drop one, two things so far. At any rate, I think that statement is strong, Juan, but there's no proof to it. However, that's strong. Women are better than men in almost everything except athletics. <laughs> that's strong. Allah's blessed them. Alhamdulillah. There's nothing wrong with that, Juan. That's awesome, you know. I say, you guys may be better than memorizing than, than us and this and that. There's some things we can do. She says what? I say, I take out the trash way better than you. Faster, more efficient. I can lift more. I can throw. <laughs> I can change above better. Alhamdulillah. There's some things we can do too. Ha <laughs>
You see, for example, I, Aisha, that's a good question. Does it mean that every narration Aisha narrated is authentic? The answer is no. Doesn't mean that. There can be a hadith that Aisha narrated that's not authentic. It could be. For example, <laughs> oh yeah. who's going to have more of an understanding than Aisha the Akhwan? One of the best minds in Islamic history. Usually, if Aisha said it, she's right, usually. There's only one example I can mention that I think of, that I can recall, that Aisha said it and she wasn't right here. Who knows? It's the only one that I can I remember. The issue of? Uh, the cup and the dog. Not the dog here. A stronger one than that. Hey, she said, "What about the Messenger of Allah going to the Hammam?" Hey, she said, "The meaning of Hadith: Man Aisha said, she was mashallah. She had a little spice sometimes. When that other wife sent a dish to the Messenger Allah in Aisha's house. <laughs> What did she do, Yahweh? She broke it. She smacked out. She didn't say this. This is my translation. How dare you send something to my... And she smacked it up. The Prophet didn't say anything. Because that was her natural jealousy. You're allowed to be natural jealous. The other wife sent the plate to her husband. There's nothing wrong with that. You're in the house of one wife. And another wife sends some food there. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. The food came, the proof that there's nothing wrong with that, the Prophet didn't correct it. That showed this allowed. The messenger sent the food, Aisha said, smacked it down. The uh, Prophet, you saying? not out of the messenger, when I say messenger, not the Prophet of Allah, the messenger that the food was sent to, the, the carrier, the person that the other wife sent the food by. So we call him a messenger, not the messenger of Allah. So here's the food from such and such and such and such. It came past Aisha, she said, smacked it down. Alhamdulillah, there's nothing wrong with that. The time that Aisha appeared not to be right was one that I can recall, in which she says, whoever said the Messenger of Allah urinated standing up, he's a liar. But there's a narration that's authentic, Hadith of Hudayfa, that he said, I saw the Messenger of Allah urinating standing up. So this shows that Aisha's only narrating about what she had knowledge of. So as far as her knowledge goes, she never saw the Prophet do it. But there's no contradiction here. But this appears to be one of the few times that it looks like the truth was not with our beloved mother. Be careful, ya khwan, ya akhi. Ah, somebody check the little baby girl. May Allah make it easy. Ta'ib, let's continue, ya khwan. We might can do a third hadith. Hadith al-Ali, what's Hadith al-Ali? Hey, the Hadith that has the less number of narrators. The Nazil is the opposite. What's Nazil, Abdul Fatah? The Hadith that has more narrators. Less and more, that's all you have to memorize. This is one of the easiest Hadith you're ever gonna study. Ali, the men or the women in the chain are less in number. Nazil, the men or the women in the chain are more in number. That's it. Does this hadith mean 
When you say it's Ali, are you saying it's authentic? No. Answer is no. Are you saying it's Hassan? No. Answer is no. Are you saying it's weak? No. Answer is no. It can be authentic. It can be Hassan and it can be weak. That's not your issue. Your issue is the, 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 the number of men are less. That's all you're saying. And the Nazil, it can be authentic. It can be Hassan, it can be Daif. That's not your issue. All you're saying is the men or the women in the chain are greater, are more in number. Men la yafham, who doesn't understand? Sadiq, what did we just say? Sadiq owes me 10 push ups. Somebody write this down. Sometimes the brothers get away. I don't check their push ups. Sadiq owes me 10. Sadiq's companion. What's your name again? Our basketball star, Bashir. What did we say, Bashir? What's Ali and what's Nazil? You're going to join Sadiq. 10 push ups also. Who's over here from the young brothers? Our little Sheikh. What did we say? Ali and Nazil. Uh -huh. the in the chain. Good. And is opposite. MashaAllah, I sent. One of our beloved sisters. What is Ali? What is Nazin? Sundus, father. Good. Nazil. Has more people in the chain. MashaAllah. Arsanti, Arsanti. Taib, I think we can go to the next hadith here, Khwan. Perhaps that's easy for you all. Tafadl, Shaykh. Is it a specific number of like, Is it a specific number? No. It's just less. When you compare it to other chains. It's not a specific number that it has to be. It's at least going to be three. Depending on what book of hadith you're reading. However, you're talking about the number of chain. That's a good question. Does it have to be a certain number to be considered Ali? No. Does it have to be a certain number to be considered Nazil? No. It's just great when you compare it. Hey, not the same hadith, any hadith. You take one chain of one hadith and compare it to another chain of another hadith. And you're counting the men in number. This chain has lesser men, that chain is Ali. This chain has more men, that chain is Nazil. That's it. Tafadl. You could say it's, it's higher. You could sometimes say it's more stronger, depending on who's the men in the chain. But that's a good point, yeah, Juan, because sometimes you can cancel out some narrations by other narrations. Sometimes the scholars know this hadith is fabricated because they're comparing it to the other narrators or other narrations. It doesn't exist. It's not there. Sometimes they compare the narrations of the narrator of the memorizers. The great memorized, the Bukhari's, the Ahmed, the Tirmidhi, those who don't make mistakes when they narrate. You barely hear Bukhari making a mistake when he narrates. Muslim making a mistake when he narrates. So they compare someone's narrations to Bukhari's. He didn't say it the way Bukhari said it. So most likely he's wrong, not Bukhari. Sometimes they do comparisons like that also. Sometimes this chain is stronger than that chain because it's less than men. Sometimes this chain, the narrators are stronger. Like the issue of moving the finger of the salah. Inshallah, we intend to start a salah class. Inshallah. 
And the issue of tashahud. All of you study tashahud. When you point the finger, there are two things to do, or one or two things that's a sunnah. Either al ishara or adam imma tahrik or adam tahrik. Either you point the finger or you move the finger. And the hadith of moving the finger is narrated by Wa'il ibn Hujur, collected by Imam al Nasa'i in the book of Salah. It's a long hadith. He mentions, I saw the Messenger from beginning to end. He mentions the beginning of the prayer to the end. He said, I saw him making dua. He said, I saw him pointing his finger, making dua with it, moving it. When you look at the hadith on the surface, it looks like Wa'il said that. If you just open up Nasa'i and read the hadith, you're going to think, oh, Wa'il said this whole, the whole wording. But that's not true. How do the scholars know that? They compare it to other narrators of the same incidents. We all narrate. I have one of the best records here. Alhamdulillah, I just want to keep throwing that out there in basketball. Now also, what's our new sport? Where is our teammate from today? Nobody's here on my team. We started a new sport here. What's our new sport, Massey? We played today and the other day. Football, out front. And guess who's undefeated? I'm not going to say no names. <laughs> I don't have to. It's from Allah. The brother said, why do you win a lot? I don't, Sheikh Hassan, I don't know. That's just, there's no strength on my except by Allah. At any rate, so now, have a good record in basketball. And, and, football. Not flag. Y'all too fast for me. I'm not going to catch y'all. Flag football. We're playing regular tag. Alhamdulillah, me, Bilal, Hamad. Who else we had on our team? Uh, Ayub was on the other team. We had, alhamdulillah, and we, we, we winning. Against Zaid and Ayub and the brothers. MashaAllah. So now, we all narrate, for example. And then someone comes, the great memorizers here, the strong memorizers. They narrate it one way. Oh, the brothers, eight out of 10, he wins. Alhamdulillah, that's almost true. I would say nine. Maybe they say that's. Someone else comes and says, no, five out of ten. So two different narrations of the same incident. How do you see who's more accurate? You compare them. These ones are known for their memories. The Bukharis, the Ahmed, the Tirmidhis. These ones are not. So in the narration of Wa'il, when you compare it to other narrators, Wa'il, there's only one narrator that said that. And his name is Za'idah ibn Qadamah. That last sentence of the hadith is not Wa'il's words, but it's Zaida's words. How do the scholars know that? They compare it to the other narrators, the other memorizers. All of them stopped at, and I saw him making dua with it. Stop. When Zaida narrated it, he added that last sentence, and I saw him move it. So they know who made the mistake. It wasn't Wa'il. Wa'il didn't say that. Zaid ibn Qudamah said that. He's a tremendous imam, but he's not as memorized as the other great imams that memorize and narrate the same incidents. So sometimes know who's in the chain helps you know what hadith is stronger. I gave you an example when I first met your brother some time ago. What do you say in the ruku'ah? What do you say in the ruku'ah? Subhanah, Rabbil Azim. How many times do you say it? Three. Three. What hadith are you using? Who's the narrator? Oh, let's take this benefit, Yaquan. 
the hadith of the Prophet making the rukur and saying Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim three times narrated by Hudayfa. Narrated by Hudayfa. Where do you get three times from? In the Sunan collected by Tirmidhi and Abu Dawood. There's another narration of the same incident narrated by who? The same narrator, Hudayfa, collected by Muslim. His chain is stronger than the chain of a Tirmidhi and Abu Dawood. And the number three is not there. The number three is not there. So in one narration it comes three. The same incident, not a different variation, not a different hadith, same hadith, same narrator. He says the Prophet would say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, stop. Not three. So the correct hadith is that you say it and there's no number behind it. The hadith in Muslim is stronger than the hadith in the Sunan. So it's beneficial to know where the hadith are, who said it, who's in the chain, because sometimes you have to compare. Sometimes you have to compare. Hudayfa. That's a benefit, Ikhwan. Inshallah, when we get to our salah, I'll give you one of the best ways to learn your salah. This happened to me years ago. I used to be a blind follower of my shaykh. Whatever I saw him do, I did it. That's how ignorant I was. Whatever I saw him do, I did it. So I used to pray behind him a lot, looking at his feet, how he put his hands. And I was so ignorant. I'm still ignorant. I was more ignorant. If someone narrated something, not like I saw my sheikh do it, I refuted that person. No, you're wrong. What's your proof? The sheikh didn't do it like that. That's my, that's my proof. May Allah make us all better. That's why I wanted to go learn my religion. My Islam used to be, my sheikh said, my sheikh said, my sheikh said. We don't teach like that. We don't teach our women like that. We don't teach our children like that. We don't teach our community like that. That's not from Islam. You're not going to hear us say, hey, honey, write this down. Where's the hadith narrator? Don't, doesn't matter. I'm the hadith. <laughs> That's not Islam, We don't believe that, alhamdulillah. Nor do we teach that to our children. Naima, Abdullah. Hey, Abby said do this. Why, Abby? Because I said it. That's not Islam, That's not Islam. Islam is based upon proofs and evidences. So don't ever, the brother said it. No, we don't teach like that. If someone learns that from me, they're lying on me. Because that's not my Islam. And I didn't learn that, nor did I believe that. At any rate, I used to be like that. So I saw our Shaykh, whatever he did, I did it. And then one day I asked myself, what's the proof of that? I couldn't answer. I said, the Shaykh said, no, don't give me the Shaykh, talking to myself. Don't give me the Shaykh said. Where's your proof? I couldn't answer. So I began to go back to the Salah, and I would try to learn the prayer point by point. Learning the proofs. Why do you raise your hands? What's the proof of that? Why do you recite Audhu Billah? What's the proof of that? Why do you recite Al-Fatiha? What's the proof of that? That's one of the best ways to learn your Salah. Ask yourself, do I really know my prayer? Can I tell you everything that I do, where I got it from, from Quran and Sunnah? Most of us can't do that. And this is the first thing that we question about your Muqiyama. It's our Salah. And this should be the best thing that we know from the actions is our Salah. One of the best ways to learn your prayer is to ask, do I know, what's the proof of that? I put my right on my left, what's the proof of that? I raise my hands to my shoulders, what's the proof of that? I go down on my hands, what's the proof of that? I sit in tashahud, what's the proof of that? Ask yourselves. And it's, I guarantee you, you start learning your salah better. Ask yourself, where did I get that from? 
What about that? Why did I say this? What about this? What about that? I remember the first time I went to another masjid, I won't mention the name, and I did something that was strange to the brother. And you could tell I irked the brother automatically. As soon as I did it, I'm in the salah, still finishing my salah, and the brother's tapping me. I'm in the salah. He's talking to the brother on the side of him, like, yeah, the brother, he came in when I came in. I'm right here praying, finishing. He's, he tapped my hand, my leg. I said, he must be from Kansas City. It's no, <laughs> he must be from there. Nobody back, that's a joke, yeah, that's just a joke. I don't want nobody to get it. Oh, now the, that's just a joke, yeah, Juan. I know how the Somalians days are. They can wrestle, can fight. I don't want no trouble, yeah, Juan. I don't have no bodyguards here tonight. Not too long ago, there wasn't a single Somalian. Oh. Alhamdulillah. At any rate, the brother said, why did you do that? But he was pumped up already. You know how you think you got something on somebody? And that's just our culture, I think. We just love to show somebody up. I don't know where we got that from yet, Juan. But that's many of us. So the brother was waiting. You know how you can feel somebody? I'm trying to finish my salah. I salamed out. Why did you say, hey, I noticed in the salah. I said, I'm trying to make my dhikr. At any rate, I began to ask him, he said, well, you did such and such. I said, yes. What's wrong with that? He's trying to criticize you, and he doesn't even know that what you did is not wrong. That's the worst type of criticism. You're trying to correct someone who's not right, uh, who's not wrong. What are you correcting? At any rate, so I noticed the shaykh, he used to sit every, at the end of every raka'ah, mutawarrikan. You know mutawarrikan, ya khwa? When you sit on your butt. He used to sit like this on his buttocks, with his left foot coming forward at the end of every salah. So I immediately followed that. That's my shaykh. He has to be right. Then I asked myself, where are you getting that from? I said, I don't, I don't know. So then you go back and do some research and then you find out that there's a hadith. This is why the scholars differ. And we'll stop here, inshallah ta'ala. Tafadda. Inshallah. There are two, there are a few positions of how to mada, how to have your feet at the end of the salah. The last raka'ah, there are a few positions. Who knows one of them? Any tashahud, Imam Malik, he says, any tashahud. In the second raka'ah of Dhuhr, in the last raka'ah of Dhuhr, in the second raka'ah of Maghrib, the last raka'ah of Maghrib, Imam Malik's position was, you sit mutawarrikan in every tashahud. That's Imam Malik. Imam Ahmed said, third or fourth raka'ah, or the fourth raka'ah of the the four raka'ah, the last raka'ah of a four raka'ah prayer or a three raka'ah prayer. That's Imam Ahmed. Imam Ashafi has a different opinion. Imam Ashafi has, he says. You sit like that at the end of every salah. So they differ. And there's a hadith that Imam Ashafi mentioned in his um, authentic, going back to the Messenger of Allah, in which the Messenger of Allah gave the meaning. He says that you sit mutawarrikan at the end of your salah. So Ashafi is going by this wording. Imam Ahmed understood that to be at the end of the four raka'ah salah or the third raka'ah salah. Imam Malik understood that to be in every tashahud. In every tashahud. So I followed the shaykh in sitting like that without knowing his proof. That's not allowed. That's called blind following. 
and then you learn the Sunnah of the Messenger That's why I wanted to go learn to the best of my ability my religion. What's the strongest opinion on that? The strongest opinion, Allah is the statement of Imam Shafi'i because the hadith is authentic that you sit like that at the end of your salah. And this narration didn't say three raka'ah, four raka'ah, or two raka'ah. So a Shafi'i, in every salah, at the end of every salah, he sits like that. For example, Imam Ahmed, not every salah, if it's four raka'ah or three raka'ah, he sits like that. Imam Malik, at the end, in every tashahud, he sits like that. This is an example of how the scholars differ sometimes. Could one still do that if he is causing Discomfort to someone else. You see someone so, that's a good question, Ikhwan. And perhaps, and we'll call it then after this, inshallah. Should you sit like that if you're hurting someone else or causing some pain? Sometimes the cyst is a little bigger, mashallah. Some of our women are a little, a little more, mashallah. And some of the brothers are similar, a little more, you know, bigger. The brother beside you, you know, some of us lean, we try to implement that sunnah and we take up three spots in the row because of our size. <laughs> See the shake left? That happens, Yahwan. So if you're harming someone, like there's another sunnah when you're making the rukur, that you extend your elbows out. That's usually if you're alone. You're praying by yourself. You're praying with the brother, you can't elbow him in the face and then say, That's the sunnah, Yahi. No, that's not. The brother's in the salah, he has those whispers, those desires. What, what happens? What should he do? He turns to the left and spit lightly three times. Someone that doesn't know how to do this, I don't want to pray next to him. <laughs> Why not? He's praying, shaitan comes, his desires come, thoughts come. It happens to all of us. He says, oh, that's a sunnah. <laughs> Even like, yeah, he, you, he done broke his salah, uh, he done broke your salah. Now you leave to go make a new wudu and come back He's going to talk about you. Hey, that's an innovation, huh? <laughs> no, how is that? You broke my salah, spitting on my face, and then he has a nerve to say, that's a sunnah. No, that's not a sunnah. The way you're doing it is wrong. You have to learn how the Prophet of Allah did it. There's a light, there's no salava there. There's a light spit. Nobody hears you. You don't say, up to, up to. No, not like that. Not like that. That's why it's so important to understand that hadith correctly. If you're harming someone, then you can't sit like that in that position. If you're bigger and you can't do it in your spot, so you're going to be all on the brother's arm or his leg, breaking his hip, it's not like that. No. Can you do it on a sunnah prayer or a nawafi? It appears, it appears you can do it in any salah. As in that hadith, it didn't mention. It said, fi akhiri salat, in the end of your salah. طيب وصلت عبدي يا إخوان ميلا عبدي شو